I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, it's, um, it's Tim Hinks oh. on Stalking Time for <laughs> we, the Moon. We no, peaked clearly me. last week. Go with me. No, that's I just a different way of doing it. your bit. It's just a different way of doing it. Hello, I Hello, forgot my Tim own Hinks. name. It's, um, who am I? That's, Hello. That's the new way. Hello, welcome to... No, actually, genuinely. Hello, what, welcome to Stalking we'll Time for the Moon, boys. The my name's Tim Hinks, and I'm joined, as ever, by my David friend... <laughs> David Baddiel. David Baddiel. Uh, you've gone back, you've um, regressed. It's good to be here, David, isn't it? Episodes. I'm getting some interference on the line. It's good to be here, right? <laughs> it's great to be here. Uh, um, uh, and sorry about that, listeners. I, I will introduce the show from now on. Go on, then. Hello and welcome to Stalking Time for the Moon Boys with me, David Baddiel, and my co-host. That's right, very well done. <laughs> I did a little bit of that smoky late night DJ. You like the smoky again. thing? That's good. That's a good development. The yeah, I'm imagining myself as Clint Eastwood in Play Misty for me. Yeah, no, that's what I thought of. Like, yeah. or or in that what was that? That seventy convoy. You know the film Convoy? No, that was. Oh no, that was Although CB it's Radio. Very, very much what seventies films were called. Yeah, convoy. Wasn't it about CB radio? Probably. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know this reference. However, I, I'm also if I thinking. I keep saying it. Yeah, is that helpful? Eventually, it will work. <laughs> uh, I am thinking a bit Bob Harris, whispering Bob on uh, the Grey Whistle Test. What I noticed then is that although I mucked that up because I didn't realise you were going to get me to do it, you didn't get annoyed. It was funny. I, I very rarely get in the get spirit. Annoyed. You didn't get annoyed, but yeah. I, I can't imagine got... getting annoyed. What kind of cunt <laughs> will actually get annoyed at this stage? Well, also on like record. Like, I tell like, you who like would like get really annoyed. Quite, David Bowie? David Bowie. Yeah, he would have got uh, quite David. annoyed. Although, like, actually, if David Bowie had said to Tony Visconti, right. do you want to open the record? Yeah. I don't know if Tony Visconti is quite the right analogy there. Right. Mick? Mick Had said Ronson. to Mick Ronson, yeah. you, sing would, the, you sing the first yeah, line of Z yeah. Stardust. Yeah. And he'd fucked it up like yeah. that. I don't think, I think he'd, just he'd, laugh, he'd, be fine. he'd have laughed, wouldn't he? But if he was doing a very solemn, rather arguably pretentious song... Mm, like My he, Death. Like My Death, David, he might. Yes. And here is the evidence. <laughs> um, because we were talking last week about My Death and uh, which on the, the Ziggy Stardust live motion picture version. Yeah. And he's basically... He's a glam idol at this point, as, as we all know. Um, so he, he basically takes a bit of a corner turn because he plays My Death, which is not exactly... For anyone who doesn't know, which obviously won't be right. anyone listening to this podcast, it's a Jacques Brel song exactly. uh, that Bowie covered regularly throughout the 70s yeah. and, uh, and he, then stopped doing it, actually. It's quite serious and it's very beautiful, but obviously the audience at the peak of his power are sort of slightly not ready for this. No. So he does this... And he just does it acoustically as well. He does it's it acoustically. Just... And, he, and maybe it's even... I don't know if it's him or Mick playing. I think it might be him No, it's him playing. I've yeah, seen him yeah. do it. Right. I mean, on camera, yeah. on video. He sort of makes a thing about shushing the audience, but it's definitely real. 
Okay. And there's a bit where he gets actually genuinely annoyed, I think. I think he says, shut up. I can't quite remember. Let's okay, well, they should have that on the montage, David Bowie gets annoyed. Yeah, this, this is... Instead the... of the ones where he's not annoyed. This is, um... This is called a quiet song. This is something that we used to do a long, 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 long time ago. And we thought, as is the last show, we'd like to do it tonight. Quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is... I mean, he's absolutely at the end of his tether, isn't he? I'll tell you There's... what I love about that, is I didn't know what was coming, and I thought it was going to be a bit more, like, not Route 1 way of, no, saying, yeah. of telling them to be quiet, yeah. so I thought it was going to be like, look, guys... If yeah. I'm going to do this song, yeah. it's kind of a serious no, no. song. Can you just like relax? So it's that kind of thing. Actually, if you want to see that kind of thing, yeah. do go and watch Joni Mitchell at the Isle right. of Wight Festival, an hour and a half film documentary. It's absolutely brilliant. I mean, if you like Joni Mitchell, right? Because they put Joni Mitchell on, and the crowd are she's well known, but not that well known at that point in time. And the crowd, which seemed to be mainly male hippies, are just hot and crossed and they don't really like the fact that she gets annoyed no well she doesn't get annoyed she gets upset right right she gets upset and she does a lot of this is not cool you're not respecting me yeah yeah you know i'm come here to do my songs and it's actually very touching and it works and they start but that's what i thought it was gonna be i didn't think it's just gonna be be quiet it's also (laughs) utter disdain isn't it in a way it's like it works i don't even need to sugarcoat it yeah i mean if you listen again it's it's be quiet (laughs) I don't it, think Be Quiet's ever going to quite work with people who want to no, attract David Bowie's no. attention. But also I think it's it's him... Um, you do hear stories of him. We talked last week about him throwing associates' wives yes. out of regard and of being quite distant and difficult. And in a way, in that one little second, you can hear you can hear a bit of aggression and also just his coldness. Yeah, maybe you do. He's quite uh, cold in that. That's quite a cold, isn't yeah, it? Him and Moby, we heard last week, often talk yeah. about the cold. Yeah, uh, There's exactly. something else about that that I'm interested mm. in, which is that comes, does it, from the live recording of the yeah. 1972 Hammersmith Odeon? Yes. Okay, so that's really interesting. 73, isn't it? Is it 73? But yes. The but the last, last gig? Yeah, the last okay, gig. Okay, so that's very interesting, because the thing you hear and see again and again and again on documentaries about Bowie is Bowie saying, and not only that, it's the last gig yeah. that we'll ever do. And every always told that the band didn't know that and blah, blah, blah. What you never showed is that he then went on to do a few songs after that, yeah. and he's still saying, since this is the last gig we're yeah. ever going to do. And what I'm interested in is the band at this point, having heard it once, thinking, yeah, all right, that yeah. we... He's doing yeah, a lot yeah. of heavy lifting by now. Yeah. It's like we've taken a communal yeah. decision and we're going to stop doing That's it. Right. And since we've done that, we're yeah. going to do... I'm going to come on yeah. by myself. Yeah. And they're like, what are you talking about, we, yeah. David? But I was really... It's funny you said that. I was really struck by the we thing. Um, because when you go forward to Tin Machine, and yeah. he's, it's all about I'm in a band and I'm just yes. a person in a band. I'm just a rock star. Yeah, and he's uh, between almost between Ziggy and that, he's sort of been completely solo. Mm. And yeah. and and he's sort of and he, he obviously maybe he believes that he's in a band at that point, but clearly he's taken entirely in unilateral. Machine. Sorry, I mean in, when he's Ziggy, yeah. yes. he's clearly taking a completely unilateral decision. Famously, the band didn't know yeah. to say, but he doesn't. For some reason, he doesn't say I. No, he doesn't say I'm. No, what's very decided, what you're making yeah. is a very good point. Uh, it's a complicated point because 
when Bowie says that, it's the last gig that we'll ever do, yeah. and people make a big fuss about it. Yeah. Completely erroneously, because he was mm. back touring yeah. three months later. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it also points something else out, which you've just pointed out, which is that him breaking up the band, I know it had Mick Ronson, mm. who was obviously brilliant, yeah. but at the end of the day, yes, it's not like the Beatles breaking no. up because it was David Bowie was the right. thing. exactly. So And David Bowie yeah. wasn't breaking himself yeah. up. Yeah. So all that, like, oh, this was an incredible moment in time. It is was, that him believing quite... it or, or is it just the act? You know, why is he going to... And also to he's been in, like, seven bands before. Right. That he'd broken up or left or yeah. whatever. But he's going to great lengths, or is he, to say to make it feel well, like I'll it's tell you what band. I mean is What I mean is that it's presented on documentaries mm. as David Bowie retired... Mm. at that point, mm. isn't it? Right, yeah. Sort of like the Beatles saying they're never going to... Yes. Whatever. But he didn't. No. It's not, he's just saying the band I can, are breaking I can reveal up that he and, definitely and, didn't. And, yeah. Mm. And let's... I mean, I, you know, I'm sorry if Woody's listening, and I think you're mm. a brilliant drummer, Woody. Yeah. But I would say Woody and Trevor are basically just session musicians, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, I... I, um, I yeah. Mean, let's forget just... Just is the wrong word. They're brilliant musicians, yeah. but they are session musicians well, in that setup. But it's Mi- proved by mixed the fact more that, than that. Yeah, mixed arranging and you know playing yeah. amazing guitar and the rest yeah. of it. But it's still David. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So this whole thing of like well, I'm breaking up the band. That's a huge atom bomb. But it isn't really. No, and he got bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that sense of theatre and that sense of um, I mean, the other thing that struck me, which is a very obvious thing to say, but it's worth reminding yourself that the Ziggy Stardust album. Mm. Was called the rise and fall yes. of Ziggy Stardust. Well, that's true. It's just never really called, but it's kind of that. That when you think about that, um, it remind the sort of sense of theatre and the sort of and the character that sort of actually brings it home, doesn't it? It's much better title. So you, think, you think he was actually playing the part? Well, I think of Ziggy was, Stardust falling. It's kind of isn't it? Isn't that what Ziggy happening? Stardust and the Spiders from Mars falling? Isn't it? I think. And Possibly, like the album itself is. That. I mean, you can go deeper and deeper because the two things on Ziggy Stardust is one is. I had to break up the band in... Mm. So he li- that's literally what he does, but he says he does it in Ziggy Stars. Yeah. So he's saying... So that's not Ziggy talking? Well, isn't it? No, when the kids had killed the man, I had to break up the band. Right, I've yes, always that's, thought that's, that's a yes. narrator sort of manager Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, who yeah. is that? That's a very good question. Yeah, who is that person? When the kids had killed the man, the man is Ziggy, isn't it? Ziggy's the man. When the kids had killed the yeah, it's man, like his manager talking. I had yeah, to yeah. break up the band. Yeah. So I think like... And also the whole, whole of Ziggy Stardust is not sung by Ziggy, is it? Ziggy played guitar. Oh, that song, sorry. The, yeah, song, yeah. the song isn't sung by Ziggy, it's sung yeah, right, by actually, a kind of manager that figure. That's interesting, isn't it? Who, by the way, never appears again, the manager. Who, Who was Bowie's manager? Didn't he rip him off? Well, it was it was, um, Ke- it was Ken Scott, wasn't it, at that point? I can't remember at that point. Isn't that really? an actor? Or was that Ken um, Stott? No, that's Ken Stott, I think. <laughs> um, or was it Ken Barlow? I can't remember. <laughs> I think it was Ken Barlow. Okay. But... But the other thing he does, which is always incredible, I don't know whether we just it gives me a shiver every time, is the um, at the end of Star when he's talking about his need. So that is Ziggy to be a rock and roll star. Isn't yes, it? I, that's I could, Ziggy. I, I, I could. Tony be a, went to fight in Belfast. Rudy stayed at home right. to staff. I could. I could be a. What is it? I could da 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 da. As a rock and roll, I could make it. Make it all alright. Make it. That, is that right? I don't think that's quite right, but it's no. that sort of thing. Um, As a rock and roll star, yes. So he's basically saying. I could do with the money. That's yeah. one of those. Yeah. But if you listen to, I mean, you know what I'm going to play, but it is extraordinary once I've got It's there. odd, isn't it? The um, the sequence of songs. Oh, we've got very, very Bowie in this one. The sequence of songs in Ziggy Stardust. Don't okay. you think? 
Uh, go on. I mean, because Star mate, is after. I see what you're saying. Star yeah. is after Ziggy Stardust, yes. right? As the rise and fall. Yes, right, right. So Star, which is a bit like Oasis, So You Want to Be a Rock and yeah. Roll Star, is yeah. one of those songs about wanting to be a rock and roll star, isn't it? Yes. And it's about poverty. It's exactly, yeah. And about starving and how you yeah. can only hope to get out of the yes. working class, basically, shit life that you were born right, into. Right, right. Is through music. Yes. That should come before Ziggy Stardust. I see what you're saying. Because Ziggy Stardust is yeah. about it all falling apart after it's got too well, big. Well, I think the trouble is you could go... I mean, it starts, as we know, with the sort of end of the world and that doesn't seem to have anything yeah. to do with Ziggy at all. But, that, no, but that's Maybe okay. that's the context. That's okay, because that's, that's like in a musical right. where they start okay, with a song yeah. about the town that you're in. Yes. Like they often do. I see what you mean. You know, like a yeah. song about Baltimore in Hairspray starts Hairspray. Right, right. You know, it's like, here's the scene setting. Yeah, that might be the only musical that starts with a song no, about the town. No, in fact, you can see someone, I don't know who it is, on YouTube doing a parody oh, song right? called The First Song of a Musical. Oh, that's cool. And it begins with him going, the name of the town uh, okay, that yeah, we yeah. live in. Right. Yeah. So yeah. if he's right, then I'm right. Yeah. But of course, because it does have a basic order, doesn't it? Because it sets the scene, well, uh, and then there's a sense that Lady Stardust, I think Lady Stardust is sort of about the Ziggy figure seeing a, like, Bolan figure. Well, you know, he used to have a picture of Bolan as a backdrop. Yeah, when yeah, he was a sort of Bolan figure and taking yeah, that yeah. influence yeah. and making himself into yeah. Ziggy from all that. Yeah. And then Ziggy Stardust is sort of, the, right. like, his, or it got really big and yeah. then it went wrong. And then Star's in the, in the wrong place, but then Rock and Roll Suicide is, like, the complete collapse of everything. And it ain't easy, in, just, who knows it what, easy, why it's in that. It's a bio by Ron Davis. It's just a really odd thing yeah. that he... I did. love it, it ain't easy, though. Yeah, it's just sort of odd... Um, it definitely stands out. Yeah, I mean, it? what we're doing is, is over-concept album, album. Yeah, the well, album. but I think you're invited to because the, th- the most striking thing about it is that it ends with Rock and Roll Suicide. So mm. you really believe... So it sort of makes it look like that's the natural end of the story, isn't it? Yeah. And therefore everything before it must be telling a story. But yeah, as you but say, what we're back on is something that I harp on mm. about a lot, isn't it? Mm. Which is that when people say Bowie did characters... Yeah. They're not really characters. No. They're kind of theatrical devices yeah. a little bit through yeah. which he could do a song or two... Yes and then often go off on a tangent yes. that really doesn't cohere yes. with the character or the narrative. No, no, I don't. Well, so this, in a way, is beyond all that, I think, because he's, at the end of Star, as you know, he's singing a, you know, about I could do with the money and mm. everything. It'll look, so whacked it'll be, out, is it? Yeah, I'm so whacked out with things as they are, oh, so everything's wrong, but yeah. being a rock and roll star will make it come I true. I make it all... What is it? A uh, different tune, I think. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, um, I could make it all worthwhile well, as a rock, rock and roll star. star. I could fall asleep at night fall as a rock and roll star. I mean, that's an amazing, that's a great couplet, I love the lyrics it? to start in general. Yeah. In I fact, could fall asleep fact, at night. someone was talking about the best couplets in, I've said this before, right. in rock and roll on Twitter the other day, I've, I think Tony went to fight in Belfast, Rudy stayed at home to starve. Is, is it, up there. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. It's like something by Philip Larkin. I think it's fantastic. New girl in the neighbourhood, wish she was mine, she looked so good. Up there. What's that? Teenage Kicks. You know, I love Teenage Kicks, yeah, but, but no. not not up there. No. Uh, um, that's the only other one I've got to offer. Okay. So this is at the end of Star, and it's brilliant because it feels like Bowie himself, okay. sort of away from all the characters, and he goes. Just watch me now. He goes, just, just watch me now. Just watch me now. Yeah, just watch me now. And I think that is extraordinary because he's basically saying, "I'm now going to do it. I'm now going to be that star. I'm now going to be the star. I'm going to do it. Pretend that I'm talking about yeah. playing. And I find star. that it's the self belief." And it's almost like I just let you into a little secret. He sort of is, and then, but he's playing. He is sort of playing a character, right? At the same time. But either way, yeah, no, he's brilliant. It's a lovely thing to hear because yeah. you sort of think he's basically saying to, and it's in the outro and it's a bit quiet. Yeah, and he's sort of saying, yeah. "Just watch," you know. Yeah, no, he's brilliant. Um, 
it's been very it's like been a proper very podcast this which is quite good because the last one very much was yeah, not involved whether or not Jacob's cream crackers had cream in mm, them mm. Uh, so which good. we discovered just in case people didn't listen they didn't listen to they, they don't didn't. it's an absolute lie yeah. in fact I, I think possibly Jacob could be taken to court under the uh, true, trade, trade descriptions, descriptions yeah, yeah I wonder how they do get around that uh, by people not worrying about it until now so this until, is the moment they feared right now this is the moment they've been dreading all along <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and in a way they've known it's coming and yeah it's, they must you, have known you, it's coming you should have with anything like that you should think what's the also, worst that can happen plan for it, it they will haven't. it cost them much to put like a tiny gram of cream in there and then that everything will be fine <laughs> I think it would cost a huge amount would it <laughs> mass produced um, putting cream in you it you know probably, more about business than I do well also but also putting cream in a in a cream cracker, cracker no well not a cream cracker as we've discovered <laughs> yeah. putting cream in a cracker is there's um, issues of um, sell-by dates and use-by dates, cream well, is organic. Well, they exist anyway. Right, but but how long would you keep a packet of Jacob's Cream Crackers? Uh, well, Precisely. I don't know. Like, a day? No. Right. <laughs> so... Yeah, but if you put cream in it... Three or four weeks? I unopened? Think it's already got emulsifiers in it and stuff to keep it fresh. Right, but what I'm saying to you is, if I, if you came around my house... Yeah. And I if, said, came, if I came to your house and you gave me a Jacob's fucking cream cracker for my dinner, I would have been very upset. Okay, but as would you be more upset if I said, what about hey, some Jacob's David, cream? I've got some... <laughs> would you like some cream, to which for the purpose of the story you say yes. Yes. And I say, oh, brilliant, because I've got a tub of it. It's been on my shelf <laughs> for three months. Yeah. Luckily, and I'm now going to open I've it. mix some wheat with it. Yeah, I'm now going <laughs> to open it. So what I'm saying is there are... There are issues of the perishable nature of cream and mm. dairy product. Yeah. That, so, in other words, it would cost a lot because you'd, I guess you'd even you say that, but lots of biscuits have got milk in them. Have they? Chocolate digestives. Milk powder. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Powder. Cream powder, then. <laughs> well, it cost Jacob to put some cream powder in his... It is cream crackers. But what we're, what we're and currently saying... And then say- avoid the whole problem. What we're currently saying is, for, for the time being, you you need to call them Jacob's Crackers. Yes. 
Everybody. And then, and then you need to, to see if you can come up with a process by which... See whether it's economically makes sense to put cream in them. Cream powder. Cream. I accept coffee, mate, maybe. Which, I, which is... That is cream powder, isn't it? I think um, of coffee, mate, as cream powder. But the problem with that is... Oh, one of the Jacob's coffee, mate, crackers. It's not going to fly. I don't think. <laughs> anyway, can we get on to the subject that I think we thought we'd talk right. about about two hours ago? Which is, I put a... Um, Actually, I've tweeted quite a lot about Bowie recently, but let's do this one. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, uh, which is, I, I said, unpopular opinion, which is sometimes right. something people say on Twitter. Okay. Normally, when they're going to tweet something completely, like, not going to cause much ruckus compared to the things right. that can be put on Twitter that cause ruckus. Uh, and I said that I thought that my unpopular opinion was that David Live was David Bowie's best live album. Right. And the reason I believe that's mm. unpopular, it's only at the back of my mind, but yeah. I have a sense that David unpopular. Live is thought of as sort of terrible. Not terrible, but sort of like, I don't know, something in the fact that he's very wasted on it yeah. and that he's like doing these rather sort of grandiose ballroom almost sort of dissolute versions of the songs, that that was why it's bad. But my point is, that's why it's good. I, that's why, well, yeah. when I listened to it the other day, I thought these are amazing, these kind of racked, sort of over-the-top sort of theatrical versions of the songs. I much prefer them to the, I think, to the stage versions of the songs, which are good in their own way, but I find, like, the synth versions of Rebel Rebel or whatever a bit annoying on stage. Yeah, no, I... Which I, I think is thought of as his best album. I think it is, and annoyingly I would say it was stage, but I'm just looking for something now, sorry. Okay. Should, we should play a bit of it. Yeah. What should we play? Um, like, Width of a Circle. Yeah. Okay, so I listened to that the other day. I, mean, okay. I don't know if that's the best example, but let's try Width of a Circle, okay? Yep. Because Width of a Circle, obviously, is basically heavy metal on Man Who Sold the World. Yeah? Heavy and rock. Heavy rock. Yeah, yeah, heavy yeah, rock. Yeah. And it becomes something quite different here. No, and I love I love all of Bowie, so I loved it. Well, but I love David Live. The issue is that Tony Visconti said it was terrible. Oh. So there's a recording issue which sounds very thin. People say, but, so it's, a bit, a, a, but it's been remastered. Been remastered. On so Spotify. I think that's a bit better. His voice is definitely people. I suppose what one of the things people say is during that amazingly theatrical, inventive phase. He was in fine voice, and for some reason in those recordings, his voice is, is a bit he? shot, and it's not... Well, I'm going to... Is he? I mean, we I've didn't get as far as his voice Well, there. I'll give you some evidence. But on but, Sweet Thing, on David Live... Well, see, I have an issue with Sweet Thing on David Live, but let me just tell you one thing. <laughs> which, which is he is, doesn't hit one of the high notes. Is that the, your issue? Yeah, and I think that's a problem. Okay. Um, Mick Jagger... Yeah. ...said... I mean, I agree with this, right? Mick Jagger said Knock On Wood was awful. I hate Knock On Wood. Yeah, knock On Wood is quite, pretty right. awful. He said it was awful. Yeah, but that's a cover, and we all know, apart from It Ain't Easy... Yeah. Bowie was yeah, a bit weird he, with covers. He's a bit weird with covers. Jagger says, if I got the kind of reviews that he got for yeah. that album, I would honestly never record again. Yeah. Never. He says that, Mick Jagger, but yeah. I've read some terrible things about Mick Jagger over the years, and he's kept going. Definitely. And I, I think, but have you David, seen him dancing recently? Yeah, I see that on Twitter. I mean, he got a terrible on, review from his own heart yeah. recently, and he's still <laughs> dancing. Bowie said... David Live was the final death of Ziggy and that photo on the cover. My mm. God, looks like I've stepped out of the grave. That's actually how I felt. That record should have been called 
David Bowie is alive and well and living only in theory. So that's that, that that's a very good example of how David, I'm afraid, God love him, and I know we have played examples of him yes. not being funny, of him being funny, yeah. is not funny, because no. that joke is much better done by just saying it should be called David Dead. You're right. I mean, it's much more economical. It it's much more obvious. He's even set it up by saying, I look like I stepped out of the grave. Oh, my God. I and not, he still I not thought of that. hasn't spotted yeah. that if he's going to make that joke economically. You call it David Dead. That's very funny. I, uh, the, the, the reasons I would say it's a bit... Right. The first five seconds of changes... Right. ...is the worst piece of piano I've ever heard in my life. OK, let's hear that. <laughs> See what you think. Let's hear that. Everything about it, like, like that beginning of yes. Winter Circle, and I'm not sure what you're playing... Yeah. That's what I like about it. It's partly, I think, to yeah. do with no, having that. quite a jaded Bowie palette. Yeah. Because when I went yeah. to do it again recently, I thought, oh, God, these are the most reworked versions of songs I've yes. heard a million times that I have heard him do. Yes. And so that made me think, oh, there's something new about this. Yes. No, Let, I let's hear it. I mean, this is, this is, it's a few seconds, but it is extraordinary, like a child. Okay, I don't agree with you. I think it's. it's I, don't agree. I know what you mean. It does sound a bit like a seven-year-old who's never played the piano before, trying to pretend they can play the piano. Okay, let me. At just... the same time, it's absolutely brilliant. I think. Let me put it this way, ladies and gentlemen, David Bowie's about to do changes. Just for a few seconds, we have a three-year-old <laughs> who stumbled on. Just bear with me. <laughs> he's going to be. He's going to be coming soon. Okay, yeah. um, little tiny Tim. Uh, over you go. But only yeah. five seconds. Oh, he's just been sick. I sit him up on the piano, hold him. Right, just tap away at it. <laughs> Okay, tiny Tim, off you go, and then back to my. I mean, it's yeah. But, but, but the I know thing that was his style. Mike Garson is that yeah. he can sound like. Hang yeah. on a sec. Is it as Les Dawson wondered it? Yes. And, <laughs> it's uh, Les Dawson. and then and then it's brilliant. Yeah. But, so anyway, um, that is my unpopular yeah. opinion. Uh, I mean, there are lots of other ones to contend with that I don't even know. Like I hardly know the reality tour live album. Do you know? It? Uh, no, not very well. I mean, I think what I'd say about those later ones, which is why I agree with you. About How many them. are there? There's, well, I mean, there's like I bought a bootleg, by the way. I was just okay. in Belfast. Oh, that's cool. And I bought a bootleg. I'm going to mention it partly because I they wouldn't give me a receipt right. in this shop. I, I'm not going right. to mention the shop in case it gets into trouble. Okay. But they wouldn't give me, give me a receipt. And I very much wanted a receipt because I thought, well, if I mention it on the podcast, that is an expense. That's a taxable expense, and it was 30 quid. But then... But when you said, but you bought it in vinyl, is it? Is it's vinyl, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a Vancouver rehearsal from this tour, I think, from the okay. 1976 World Tour, and it's just called the Vancouver Rehearsal. Wow, amazing. Um, I'll bring it next time. Yeah, yeah. We've presumably got... I think we have the God knows ability we can to... play vinyl. Um, I, I think we, we I think we can, but I think what you found is what's interesting is that a lot of Bowie albums get criticised for being badly the sound quality and so on the live mm. one. When you listen to the later ones, you said reality, but also there's Glastonbury in two thousand. Yeah, but that's not an album. Oh, it's um, just come out. It's no. yeah, it's come out as a yeah. exactly. It's not an album, but but what you find is they're all brilliant, but they're quite slick. Yeah, and you don't have this. I know David this, Live. Yeah. It tells a whole no, story I, I, and I about who he was at the time, and also I think all that stuff that he says about what he looks like on the photo. That is almost the main reason why why it's been yes. so slagged off. Yes. It's almost like, oh, well, I look terrible, so it probably sounds and is terrible. But I think it's amazing. I mean, this, by the time he's doing live at the Nassau Coliseum, mm. I do hear, which, again, is, is there's some really good stuff on there, but it's a bit ropey at times. 
the child who played the piano is mm. four or five years older. OK, can we And he's that? about seven. So this time he gets a chance to <laughs> sing a note, I think. Let's see what we think. OK. So Bowie sings everything, apart from the very high note, which is a seven-year-old who <laughs> screams it into a microphone okay. from memory. Let's see whether we agree. <laughs> there he is. Wow. That's... Wow. Yeah. That's a lot higher than it, than it ever is. As a kid, isn't it? Someone just trod on David's foot. Well, but, but, amazing. But he goes, obviously, later years, yeah. as always seems to happen to great singers, high notes became difficult, and he never did the high note on Young Americans when doing it live. Right, It's very right. disappointing when that happens. No, in the Glastonbury one, he goes high on Life on Mars, I think. But, but he would go... I mean, obviously, this will be terrible, right. but I'm going to do it anyway. Go on. We'll be better he, than what he, we just heard. Yeah, he, he, on the later life... If he did Young Americans live... Later in life, he would go, ain't there one damn song that can make right. you break down and cry? He would come up. <laughs> OK. Right, uh, right, right. And, I mean, I know that yeah. was terrible, but no, no, I'm but sure I, we could I, probably I, find it. Yeah. He would do a kind of bebop a yeah. from and, and, yeah. and what I sort of want to say to David, dead, I know, but if, you, if it was still mm. alive, mm. I would say to him... We could say it, you just won't get anything back. OK. That's not the same, David. Because he right. would do it with quite a lot of panache. Right, right. He would be like, break down and cry. Like, like, like this is kind of a clever <laughs> reworking, isn't it? And right. they're like, no. Yeah. I've been waiting yeah. this whole brilliant, brilliant song anyway. But yeah. this brilliant moment yes. in this song, the best moment ever from that period. Yes. is, And now you, it's not as good. It's just not as good. Word on a Wing on Live on Us, for those listening, if it's worth checking out, is the most brilliant, beautiful, and stay on that album. So there are some bits of genius, but yeah. but the live albums are, are a bit patchy, but as you say, that's probably What's the, the point? I'm not sure what the point is of live albums a lot of the time. Uh, whenever, I think, whenever I sort of yeah. see a live album, I kind of think, well, I think like, you don't, I, fewer I, fewer I now have to go and listen to the original track. I genuinely think... It's that, rare that they're better on a live album. No, but I think at a time, back when there was no internet and so on, yeah. it was a brilliant way of... and Basically, you either got tickets or you didn't. You That was how you heard your artist. Wasn't it? it was exciting, right? To hear them in the yeah, flesh. Maybe. Got you a bit closer to them. Um, here is Young Americans. Now, it's, I don't know. I have no idea whether he does up or down. Right. It's 1990 in Japan. Right. It could be either. <laughs> I think he's going low. <laughs> Put your money on it. There you go, it's very Elvis, yeah. He didn't yeah. go either, really. Didn't but even go... Because you could break down. It's quite Elvis, that. It's quite, it's quite Elvis, but he's certainly bottled yeah. out of... He's definitely Break bottled. down and cry! Yeah. He, he, I, I mean, even like you can that. do that. I mean, I can do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Come on, David, I'm 54. Break down and cry! <laughs> I mean, uh, that, I mean, why didn't he do much? that? Yeah, I just don't. I don't know what the, the other thing. Is. The joy of live albums of Bowie is you hear him speak. And you by know, the way, that I would think... be quite a good game. Sorry, right. I mean, l- listeners, listeners, is if you can find various live yes. versions of Young Americans and stop, just so, and then put your bets on low or high. <laughs> it could be like a new version to play your cards. But right. I think there's a general thing with songs that have a high bit. Do they do them live? Generally, you. Could well, generally, do that. They, I mean, I think they do. Generally, on Sweet Thing, he didn't. In the David Live, he doesn't go high. <laughs> He, he but forget about it. David for a second. Oh, I see. Uh, I think I think like most singers who are like singers primarily yes. would do it. Would right. go, would always go high if they had a high note. Although Frank, I think, told me that Andy Williams oh, once yeah. uh, on um, "You're Just Too Good to Be True." 
Yeah. Which I think goes... Is it Which bit goes high on your Just Too Good To Be True? Uh, because yeah, in my mind, I've just got. I love you. I love you, babe. That bit. You really nailed that. That's the bit, obviously, that he saw him once and it went, I love you, babe. Oh, really? That does feel like a disappointment. Yeah. The other. But you really nailed that, by the way. By the way, I think. Isn't there a format in here? Let me pitch it to you. Right. Could do it, not just David. Yeah. You do you do a version of Play Your Cards, right? Low or high. And it's low yeah. or high in yeah. live versions of various famous songs I think that's, where, yeah. they're, where they're supposed to go high. Yeah. And, and the more you... only about four. No, I think there's loads of... Quite a short series. I also think the format of it would be the more you li- want to listen to, yeah. the less money you make. Because, of course, you can hear the run-up and then you get more of a clue, don't you? Listening to well, that I, voice. Got, I got very little clue from David yeah. in Japan just then. The other thing you can... Um, you hear a lot of Bowie talk. Mm. in live and I think that's one of the joys of live albums you hear your hero speaking to the audience sometimes very inappropriately as we discovered the other week but I was just listening to the Glastonbury 2000 which is which is a good album but it's quite straight yeah. um, it's not like those and it just struck me that on a couple of intros you really get into that thing we've talked about before about how uncomfortable Bowie is with his voice just like what is the accent where is he from yeah. and I think in 2000 he's sort of We've talked about that before. He's sort of no longer the coolest guy on the planet by a long shot. 2000, he's, no. Right, he's hanging out with sort of, you know, what are they called? Um, arcade Fire or Gold. Arcade yeah, fire, yeah, yeah, that, that's it. So he's perhaps not so sure of himself. And I'll just get very quick. There's a couple of intros where you hear that voice and you think nobody really spoke like that for good reason, really. And let's have a look. Ashes to Ashes is one. So the intro to Ashes to Ashes. Um, uh, this song is much later than any of them so far. Um, this one's called Ashes to Ashes. Well, so, what I think that is, is we talked about this before when, mm. when I did my Cockney accent so brilliantly. Yes, they really well, uh, yeah. Back, in the, uh, back when we were in the office at Expectation and you forced me to be a Cockney. Yeah. And I said, I very rarely do that thing, mm. although I probably have done it, of being in a... I think because it's so convincing as well, you don't do yeah. it so often. <laughs> and then, and then you... But I think because David Bowie was quite unsure of himself, and yeah. probably in 2000, playing Glastonbury in Britain. Yeah, you know, definitely. I mean, I saw... I don't know if you... We could probably hear this actually. Probably but just this. let me. I'll let quickly me, let me. Have I do life on Mars because then it'll add to you. This is this okay. Is, just right. just hear that because it's the same concert and very similar. I'm very fearful tonight as I got stuck down by laryngitis earlier this week. So if I give out, and if any of you know any of the words, for God's sake, join in. I mean. Where, that's just it's just from nowhere that voice isn't it when I um, saw David Bowie on Jonathan's show on Jonathan Ross's show uh, in 2002 and Bowie starts with fame and then changes it do you know that have we talked about this before yeah uh... but in the actual recording right he must have done fame at the end he starts fame and then he says oh, no, no, salts, forget it forget it forget it let's not do this let's wow. do Ziggy Stardust right okay. and it was all brilliant yeah. At the same time, I think from the same kind of period, 2002, it was a bit Bowie sort of thinking, who do people want me to yeah, be? Yeah, OK, yeah, yeah. Who do they want me to who be? Can I they be sort now? of want me to be, yeah, to be David Bowie with a yeah. capital D and a capital B. So fame isn't quite that, is it? Mm, so yeah. I'll do Ziggy Stardust. Yeah, yeah, but of course, fame's absolutely brilliant. I mean, yeah, so is Ziggy Stardust, but yeah. I, I'm entirely happy for him to play yeah. fame. I feel he's appealing yeah, yeah. to a an idea of himself yeah. when he says sod it let's do Ziggy he may yeah. even have said sod it yeah, let's yeah. do Ziggy Stardust yeah. a sort of British cartoon yeah. of himself yeah. and I think that's a little bit what's going on in those intros yeah. as well yeah yeah no he, he but that voice is is 
I don't know what that's channeling, other than sort of maybe his own insecurity and a sort of weird... Yeah, it's a bit of a downer to go out on. Well, we could go out on the coolest thing he's ever done. I mean, a really cool clip. What's the coolest thing he's ever done? It's a proper cool thing. It's like one of the most exciting bits of life when he goes from Wild Eye Boy from Free Cloud into All Young Dudes. It's absolutely hairs on the back of the neck. Okay, no, that's Exciting. Jimmy. He says Jimmy <laughs> so, Raptor. So you set that all that up as the coolest thing ever and he got the lyrics wrong. He got the lyrics wrong. Yeah. Jimmy rapped all night. Yeah. Jimmy rapped all night. Yeah. I'll tell you what I think is still brilliant about that. Mm. Is just, I thought the bit of singing that he does yeah. just before the change yeah. is really beautiful. I've never heard it before. Yeah. Can you just play that one more yeah. time? Some Wild Eye Boy. Just there's a tiny bit of singing that I've never oh, okay. heard before at the end of that transition. That's exactly. really brilliant. I know, and that's part of the transition. But that's, that's what I'm saying. Right, okay. That's actually that's what I'm saying. really brilliant. That minor chord yeah, yeah. and his voice going down into it. Is yeah, really and goes, and that's the transition into what okay. we're going to do. So, ladies and gentlemen, cue Mark Bowden. <laughs> planet. Over to Mark to put it into context. Yeah. Thank you for goodbye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.